something happening here But what it is ain't exactly clear There's a man with a gun over there Telling me I got to beware I think it's time we stop Children, what's that sound? Everybody look what's going down I'm C.J. Layton, coming to you from inside the secret broadcast cave of the Phantom Radio Studio in Lake Wales, Florida, home of the premier radio bowling talk show. PBA Hall of Famer Len Nicholson was instrumental in developing the PBA Lane Maintenance Program in 1971, and it is still referred to today. He was a founding member of the Bowling Foundation, which was created to find solutions to scoring issues in bowling. Len has been with the Kegel Company since 1995. He was also a recipient of the Bowling Industries Flowers for the Living Award and the John Davis Award in recognition for his contributions to the sport. And now the Phantom and his friends are hosting the Phantom Radio Junior Bowling Club. The Phantom will tell you more. So Phantom fans, let's welcome our host, Len Nicholson, the Phantom. Well, thank you, CJ. And a reminder that Phantom Radio is presented by the Cagle Company, the number one lane maintenance company in the world. For all of your lane maintenance needs, including 24-hour technical support, you can always rely on, on the Kegel Company. Go starting uh, this week's show, we need to take care of some old business. And as you all know that follow our show, last week we interviewed Andrew Pfeffer. I mentioned that uh, he had some salsa on the way to me because that's his sponsor. I got the salsa, and I've already eaten three jars of it, so it's awesome stuff. I just wanted to report that. But anyway, Phantom fans, I got to tell you, this week we have yet another very special guest to talk to as we continue to interview who's who in the world of bowling in each and every area of our great sport. And our guest this week is a young man that I guarantee will be a star in the not-so-distant future. And I've done some research on him, and according to those that are in the know, they tell me that he is a can't-miss talent. And we'll have to wait because he's just 14 years old, and he bowls most all of the major youth events around the country, and he just loves the competition. Uh, he also excels at, at golf, and he loves fishing, and more importantly, he has maintained being a straight-A student and plans on all those results to be the same in the future. All right, Phantom fans, let's get him out here. So, Phantom fans, here is Rush Steen. Hello, Rush, and welcome to Phantom Radio. Hey, Len, it's nice to be here. Well, I'm certainly glad we got you on the show. Uh, I've heard so much about you, and I got to tell you, one of our partners in the Junior uh, Tournament Club membership that, that we have is Sam Villarreal, and as you know, he put up a, uh, a picture of you, his caricature, and uh, we've been averaging one new member a day since March 14th. Yesterday, we had 18 people sign up, so you're either very, very popular, everybody knows you, they all want to be part of the action, so congratulations uh, to caricature, and there's going to be one on the way for you to frame and put it in your house, so First thing, congratulations on being member 100. Uh, we advertised that a while back and that uh, you've earned this spot on the show. 
I got to ask you, have, have you been on any other worldwide podcast before? No, I have not. I have not been on any. So this is the first of many, trust me, because as I told your dad, we had a fellow on the show one time. He was a young man, rookie, he hadn't been on the tour. Just by talking to him, I could tell that he was going to be somebody. And that was uh, Jason Belmonte. Well, he's gone on to do fabulous things. I'm sure you will, too, because uh, from what I heard, you're awesome. And uh, the best part about the whole thing, my friend, is you are a straight-A student, and there's nothing more important than a good education. So first question I've got for you, and these are all going to be easy because I've got some special tricks to talk about later, and I'll, before we close the show, I'll tell you what that is. But I got to ask you about your first name. It's a bit unusual. I've only heard that before. That was with Rush Limbaugh. So you got to tell me what's the story with your name, Pards. So yeah, my name's pretty unique. There's only ever been one other person that I've met that has the same name as me, and that was at my first Elite Youth Tour in Chicago. But at that same tournament, I got Belmo's autograph on my jersey, so it was an easy day to remember. But how my parents came up with it is they were talking on a car ride, and my dad brought up something that he heard Rush Limbaugh say. And then from there, they just had a lot of small things, like a couple Rush songs on the radio, things like that. And they thought it was a pretty cool name, so that's what they went with. <laughs> that's cool. You know, the ironic thing is you just mentioned Belmo. You got his autograph on your shirt. I didn't know anything about that. And it's a coincidence, I guess, but uh, I mentioned him myself. So there must be something with that. You're in his shadow, but, you know, chances are you've got the opportunity to pass him up and everybody else. But we'll see what happens down the road. Sometimes there's roadblocks. Sometimes there's hurdles. But the best always get around all those kind of problems. I spoke with your dad, as you know, and he is so proud of you. And he says you're also a good baseball player, but you're going to give it up this year uh, to concentrate on your bowling. Is that correct? Yeah, my parents have always been pretty proud of me. But, yeah, I had to give up baseball just because I was too busy. <laughs> yeah, well, he says you'd like to fish, too, and you're a heck of a good golfer. Uh, have you gotten to the point where you're beating your dad at everything so far? Definitely not. He's Really? Yeah, he's an amazing fisher, and I'm not great at golf, but I like doing it for fun. So, Well, you guys get a chance to get out there once in a while at least? Yeah. Ah, that's awesome, man, to be spending some time with your dad. You know, I'm sure that uh, you look up to him because he's got a lot of experience, and we're going to talk a lot about him too. In fact, I'm going to have him on a show later on sometime because I heard some amazing things about him as well, but obviously to to get a be above average like you are you've had to have some good coaching and that's another thing that your dad's good at which we're going to talk about but tell us about all of your coaches over the years so far if you can so yeah when i started bowling my dad was my main coach and he started coaching me with drills when i was really young to work on my release but i think coaching is a very important piece to getting better because there's so much knowledge out there and things are always changing, especially when you're growing. But a couple of coaches that I have gone and seen, my main coach is obviously my dad, but every now and then we go and see coaches like Andy Dirks. He's the head coach at Mount Mercy or Mike Shady, Andrew Anderson. 
who I go and see a couple times a year just to help see some different things and improve my game more and more as I grow. Well, coaching is uh, very important. Uh, all the great players over the years, and I'm just talking bowling. I'm talking every sport, uh, basketball, baseball, football. You got to have some good coaching uh, to get the fundamentals down, and the coaches also uh, afford you to have two more eyes to watch to see what's going on because you really can't see what you're doing yourself. All you can see is the results. Um, coaching, very difficult. You got to know what you're talking about. You got to know what you're doing. And I don't want to get you emotional, but he said that one of your very first coaches that taught you a lot about the mental game had passed away. So you want to give us a word about him? Yeah, Dr. Jerry Weems. Uh, if you don't know him, Joss Weems, he's also a very good bowler, and that was his dad. But we were very close friends with them, and he helped me a ton with my mental game and helped me improve a bunch. Awesome. You know, we all need a mental mental game coach because, as I'm going to list here in a moment, uh, what all the important things about bowling are, you know, bowling on the elite level is very, very complicated. You know, in my opinion, there's basically five uh, major factors, and they are not necessarily in this order, but there's the physical game, the mental game, equipment, lining up, and also making adjustments. And if you don't mind, uh, I want to keep your answers very short, if you would. Let's go through these one at a time and touch base on each one. And on a scale of, of 1 to 10, I want you to brag a little bit. Don't be too humble. But with 10 being the best, uh, rate yourself, first of all, on your physical game. What would you say you are on a scale of 1 to 10? Physical game, obviously, as I grow it goes back and forth a ton but i would probably say right now i'm at maybe a seven i wouldn't say i was at my best but i would say i'm definitely pretty good right now yeah there's always something to re remember there's always something to improve on there's always something to look forward to and that's why we practice but uh all right number two let's talk about scale of one to ten how are you mentally Mentally, I'm always trying to grow, but I've gone up and down again. But every day or every time I go and see a coach, we try and work on it a little bit. But I'd probably say maybe a six could definitely improve, but I'd say I'm a little above average. All right. I'm sure you are. Um, and I've given lessons myself over the years and I've done a lot of studying. And I was fortunate to be able to watch the greatest bowlers in the world you know, right there in person for 20 years. And I've talked to all of them. Uh, I've talked to all the great coaches. And uh, the thing about the mind is you can see a bad arm swing. You can't see bad thoughts. And uh, one of the things I learned was, you know, you go into the library, you're looking up uh, Ethiopia or something, and there's five or 10 books. And you're looking up Argentina, there's five or 10 books. You look up the mental game and self-improvement, there's a thousand books in there. Uh, so <laughs> the mental game is something that the, the psychiatrists make the most amount of money because they got to try to read something, your mind, that they can't see. So you keep working on that mental game because that's where it's all at. Uh, if we just talk about baseball for a moment, you know, the greatest baseball players, they want to be up in the ninth inning with the game on the line. Uh, they want the ball to be hit to them. Uh, the guys that are a little bit weaker – Boy, they're hiding. They don't want to get up and 
in the ninth inning face Tom Glavin or some great pitcher. So anyway, uh, let, let's go on to equipment. How much do you know about equipment? Um, once again, I'm also starting to learn about equipment, but I am in our pro shop quite a bit, and I'm starting to learn about layouts and RGs and stuff like that. So I think that I'm learning a little bit more and more about equipment. I know a basic understanding of it, so I'd probably say probably a seven. But after all those numbers, uh, I'd say since of my age, I'm probably a little bit higher for both physical, mental, and lane play, just since I'm younger now. <laughs> yeah, 14 years old. It's amazing. Uh, I've said this on the show before. Uh, we, we've done, I don't know, 1,250 shows or something like that. And this topic's come up a lot. Uh, the kids of today know so much more than we did the knowledge is out there. You can go find it someplace. You guys can look up stuff on the internet. Uh, I don't even know how to get on the internet, and I've been doing this for 20 years, but <laughs> yeah, I'm an old man. Uh, it's for kids. And my guy, Chris, is ha standing by. He's my IT guy down at Kegel, and I call him every day for help. And he says to me, well, go out and find a 10-year-old kid. They'll show you how to do it. You know, he says, I live in a senior citizens community. There's no 10-year-old kids around here. But he's right. I did find one guy one day. He, he was a grandson of somebody, and I called him in. I gave him 10 bucks. took him five seconds to hit the right button. But uh, <laughs> you, you mentioned it, and I did too. But uh, lining up, how are you lining up? Because when you get in that elite level, uh you can't waste any frames. You got to know what you're doing. You got to see what's happening and, and know how to line up as quickly as you can. I'd say I'm definitely improving in this area as we go. Just a little bit ago, we went and saw a coach and worked on lane play. But I am getting up there in my level. Still only have a basic understanding of it, but I think I'm learning pretty quickly. So I'd probably say six or seven. Cool. That's good. You know, um, I mentioned that I've been around, fortunately, uh, to be able to watch the great players. And uh, one time as a tournament of champions, the top five guys were up there being interviewed. And one of the guys was joking to Don Johnson, who's one of the great Hall of Famers. And he says, you know, I can't believe it. He says, I hit the pocket nine times a game and you only hit it six times, but you beat me by 20 pins a game. How come? And Don just laughed, and he says, you know, it's not how often you hit the pocket. It's how you hit the pocket. And the pins will tell you what you're doing wrong. And I'm sure you have never gone a whole game uh, leaving 10 weak 10s or 10 four pins because you make adjustments off of shots. So that's something to keep your eye on. Uh, learn as much as you can. Follow your ball reaction. Um, all right, let's talk about adjustments. Let's say, what do you do? You know, you leave four four pins in a row. Are, are you pretty good at making your adjustments? I would say so. Um, I have pretty much figured out what certain leaves are starting to mean. So like four pins, typically you're coming up high and you need to make a small adjustment. Two eight tens, definitely coming up a little light. But I think I have a pretty good understanding of how I should be adjusting for certain leaves. Cool. Well. Let me ask you this, uh, off the subject, a little bit of that. You've given yourself ratings, and I really do appreciate that, and I understand it. You are humble. 
you're really a really good bowler. And a lot of guys that don't know things, uh, they'll say they're a nine or a 10. Uh, but you're honest because you know you got a lot to learn. You're just 14 years old. You know, talk to any old person that's over 30, and they all wish they were 14 again. So you've got a heck of an advantage going for you. Take care of yourself, eat healthy, you know, <laughs> mind your manners, mind your, pay attention to the laws. And, and I'm sure that if you keep up the pace you're on right now, you're going to make it. Uh, let me ask you one more question before we run out of time. I'm looking at the clock. Uh, the time flies on this show. Um, in fact, I'm looking here. I got like 12, 14 more questions I want to ask you. We're not going to get it done today. Are you willing to come back next week to, for part two of the Rush Steen show? Oh, yeah. I'd love to come back. Oh, fantastic. Uh, I'm going to dig up some of the great questions for next week. I'm, I'm being real soft with you this week. I'm, I'm being a softball kind of a coach. I'm giving you some easy stuff. Maybe next week it'll be a little bit tougher, you know, because then you'll have a whole uh, show behind you and you'll know what's coming up on there. But uh, in practice, uh, what kind of a practice schedule do you maintain throughout the week? Um, it depends a little bit, but I'd probably say we practice five-ish days a week, maybe a little bit more or less, depending on our schedule. All right. You know, uh, as I said, uh, I was fortunate to be able to watch all these guys over the years, and I'll never forget watching Parker Bone one day in the practice session. Uh, before every tournament, the pros have uh, 45 minutes to an hour of practice, and I was watching Parker, and he was shooting nothing but seven pins. And I went down. I says, what's the matter? Approach is bad in the middle of the lane, or why are you doing that? He says, I missed two of them last week. It's never going to happen again. I says, well, why are you doing this? He goes, when you practice, you practice your weaknesses. He says, I'm looking down there at a couple of these regional guys. They're lined up on a pair. They're standing there for half an hour striking. They're not learning nothing. You never practice your strengths. Always practice your weaknesses. So that was a good lesson to learn, and I don't mind passing along. And I don't think he has a patent on it, but if he finds out, he'll be happy that we are passing along information because he's one of the greatest guys out there. But uh, how many big-time pros do you know? Have you met very many on the on your way across everything yet? I've, I've met quite a few. Like I said, I go see Andrew Anderson for coaching sometimes, but I've worked with Chris Prey there a couple times. I've met some of the bowlers from the house, uh, Deandra, where our – family's friends with their family she runs the eyt and it's a great tournament but we know them um met belmo a couple times tom hess my dad and our family knows them really well um yeah lots of people i've met quite a few um i've i've met parker bone and kelly kulik before met kelly kulik a couple times cool but yeah well you're getting your way around you're learning as you go you're going to learn a whole lot more. Just be a sponge. Learn as much as you can. Uh, the one thing I've always told my students when they were young is one of the things that if you watch all the pros and you see them out there, 100 guys in a tournament, the top guys are always hanging around with top people. And nobody's hanging around with a bunch of bums that are worth anything. So choose your friends wisely. Hang around with the good guys, and that will rub off on both of you. So, 
Speaking of bowlers, who's your favorite? Um, I'd probably say Chris Prather. He is a pretty cool guy. I've been able to meet him, which was really cool, but he has a similar style to me, and I like the way he throws it really well. So, All right. Well, I'm looking at the old clock in the wall. It says we're almost out of time. we got a couple minutes left. I'm going to leave a last minute for you to bring up anything you want to bring up or any questions that you may have. But uh, I always say this, that the old clock in the wall tells me that we're almost out of time. And I can't believe how quickly the time flies in this show. And I'm certainly glad that you want to come back next week because I got all these other questions I want to ask you. And we've kind of teased the audience because they want me to ask you more questions too. As a matter of fact, when people know that we have a certain guest on, which we do advertise uh, in Bowler's Journal and a couple other publications, they do know who's coming on. And I'll get a lot of questions that people want me to ask. But we filter them out and then we, we do the most pertinent ones. But uh, I'm, I'm certainly happy again that we're going to be doing this again next week. And I do want to give a shout out uh, to my partners that are associated with this Phantom Radio a junior bowlers club that you were the number 100th member to join. Uh, it kind of stuck at, at about 95 there for a couple of weeks. And we thought, Oh, you kids are so smart. You know that the hundredth is going to be on the show. So nobody's signing up, but all of a sudden we got a little bit of a rush and then we got a big rush. You as number 100. So I want you to tell your dad uh, to get on the lookout because I'm going to be getting him to come on here uh, in a couple of weeks, a few weeks, I guess, because I got a couple other shows lined up already in the can. Uh, but my partners in this voluntary thing with the kids are uh, Sam Villarreal, the guy that did the caricature. I'm sure you've seen him on the internet there. He He's unbelievable. Uh, and also we got this guy named Dave Kowalski, he just happens to be a Hall of Famer coach out of Michigan up there. And they got 7,000 junior bowlers, and he's totally involved in all that. As a matter of fact, a, a real tribute, uh, they're having a big state tournament going on, and they named the pattern Phantom Two. It <laughs> made my head grow a little bit. I had to get two or three haircuts because the hairs were everywhere, but – the other guy that was involved is, is Brian. I don't know if you know Brian Hirsch or not. He's a young guy. He, he goes to a lot of junior tournaments. He's got a young kid that's like 10 years old, and he's going to be a good player too down the road. But I gave you a little bit of a warning that I'm going to ask you to have closing remarks. So if you have any questions or any statements that you want to make, now's the time to do it, my friend. Um, I'd like to thank all the people that – uh, help run Phantom Phantom Radio. Um, I'd like to thank all my coaches and my dad and my mom for helping me get to this point. Um, I'd like to thank my dad for helping signing me up and being the reason I'm on the on this Phantom Radio. Yeah, that's <laughs> all I got. Well, you got one more thing because I got a surprise for you that I I told you I was going to give you one last thing before we close the show. And you did. You mentioned your mom. And uh, I know she spoils the heck out of you because she cooks you something that you really love. What's your favorite dish that your mom cooks you? Um, I would say it's a thing called Bellini's. It's 
kind of like a Russian crepe slash pancake. We put whipped cream and strawberries on it, and it's the best thing ever. <laughs> well, be careful, because when I was 14, I, I was kind of built like you. Now I'm built like a Buddha, because I've been eating a lot of hotcakes over the years. But anyways, <laughs> hey, you're a real pleasure. You're a real delight to talk to, Rush, and I'm sure glad I met you. And uh, Phantom fans, that's going to wrap up another show for this week. Hope that you all enjoyed it. You enjoyed hearing from Rush Steen. And we look forward to talking to all of you again next week when he'll be back with us again. And I'm going to have some more questions for him. And if you want me to ask him anything, go ahead and email to me. And we'll ask him and we'll give you some prizes too just for being a volunteer with some of your comments on our show. So I want to thank our sponsors, uh, Storm Bowling Products uh, with the Christmas. They're wonderful people. They sponsor everything. They give it all back to the industry. Also, Brad Edelman, who him and his family ran the high roller for several years. And also my friend Dave Kowalski, who I mentioned. He's not only a sponsor for our show, he's also a member of our staff, our volunteer staff with the Phantom Radio Junior Bowlers Club. And he's, he's involved in Michigan. Anybody that's around Michigan knows him. So for Phantom Radio, this is the Phantom. And trouble, and you need some love and care, and nothing, well, nothing is going right. Close your eyes and think of me.